This is the Longest Shortest Time Podcast. I'm Hillary Frank, and let's just get right to it. I made a promise to you that I didn't keep. In our last episode, um, an episode about my friend, a a pregnant woman, a a very funny pregnant woman named Joanne, um, I told you we'd be following her into early motherhood and that we'd track her every few weeks after she had the baby. And for a variety of reasons, Joanne and I decided not to continue that series. You can read about those reasons at LongestShortestTime.com in a blog post called Gus. The good news is I found somebody else to follow for that series, and we'll be getting to that in a minute. Um, I just want to make a quick announcement. This this project, The Longest Shortest Time, um, is, as most of you know, something I do in my spare time when I can. And um, because it's a completely independent project, it's really an experiment in progress. You know, every episode I do, every idea I try is is a big experiment, and and the experiment works because you participate in it. You comment on the blog. You send me your stories. And um, I, I have this new idea that I want to try out. And um, it's because a lot of you send me stories or, or I talk to moms that I meet. And a lot of times people are telling me these stories that are really fun to listen to, um, but just couldn't sustain themselves for an entire podcast episode. And And a lot of those stories are like anecdotes that people tell me about things they tried with their baby or things they tried to heal themselves that are like not in the books you buy at the store about um, raising a baby. You know, things like um, driving your baby around the airport over and over again at three in the morning to get them to stop crying or stuffing your bra with cabbage leaves to cure mastitis. So I set up a post on the website um, called Things I Tried, where you can post these anecdotes. And it can be things you tried that worked or things you tried that didn't work. Um, I'm especially looking for things that did work, um, things that are a little unusual and, and that you couldn't find in your typical baby book at the bookstore. So again, this is this is an experiment. Um, I have an idea of something that I could do with these things. It will only work if you um, participate and only if lots and lots of you participate. So please go to LongestShortestTime.com, look for the post called Things I Tried and post your things. You can do it anonymously um, and just, just write it in the comments. Okay, now on to our new series. In a way, we actually already have a prequel to this series, um, episode 12, about Tom. If you'll remember, um, Tom was 24 years old. He was on his first big Navy deployment. He calls home for the first time to talk to his wife. And she sort of said, I've got news. And I said, what's that? And she told me she was pregnant. And it was so, I'm not proud of this moment. I'm just not... um, I think I pretty much just hung up. Just to catch you up, that baby's name was... Kid, can you tell us your name? Sure, my name is Ellen. So yeah, um, Ellen's not a baby anymore. She's 21, a senior in college. And um, I was on the phone with Tom a couple months ago. We used to work together, and we still talk from time to time. So we're on the phone, and he tells me, I've got something new for longest, shortest time. And I'm like, what? And he goes... So I'm going to be a 47-year-old grandpa. Meaning that Ellen, his 21-year-old baby, is pregnant. I am 17 weeks, just about. That's how far along she was when I talked to her for the podcast. We found out the sex of the baby today. (laughs) And are you telling? She's a girl. (gasps) 
Now she's about six months along, and Tom found out when she was around six weeks. He and his wife Heidi had gone to visit Ellen at her retail job at the mall just to say hi. And she said, yeah, I might uh, catch a train and come down and visit you or or give you a call tomorrow night or something. We got to talk. It's big. (laughs) And then and then left. It was just a sucky thing to do. It was so awful. So Heidi and I sort of staggered out into the parking lot and we were going over to the car looking at each other saying, all right, what is it? You know, what's the news? So I called my mom and dad and my dad, they were on speakerphone. I hear my dad say, um, just let me rule out a couple of worst case scenarios. (laughs) And she said, what? And I said, like you got kicked out of school or you're pregnant. And I could hear my mom like smacking him in the background. And she said, um, you can't do that. Why don't Tim and I just come down tonight? And it was kind of like, oh, fuck. So did, did Ellen tell you that she let us know on my birthday? No, she didn't. We'll let Tom tell us more about his dramatic 47th birthday in our next episode in the series. For now, let's back up and let Ellen tell us for her where this all started. I missed a period and... I was on birth control at the time, um, the birth control pill. So it was a little weird to not be on schedule. Um, So my boyfriend went out and purchased us a pregnancy test. And um, it was one of the line ones where, you know, one line means you're not pregnant and two lines means that you are. And the first line was very, very clear. And then we waited the three minutes, let the thing stew for a little bit. and. The second very, very faint line showed up. So I chugged a few glasses of water or something like that and went in and took a second test. And it was the same story with that one. Meanwhile, my boyfriend has told me that while I was in the bathroom, he was digging through the instructions on the pregnancy test and like looking, what is what does a faint line mean? <laughs> does it have to be really, really dark or clear? And they said, even if it's, you know, said, even if it's faint, that's probably a positive test. So. Um, and then we were really, like I said, I had been on birth control, but it was, and it was very unplanned. So we kind of just looked at each other for a while. That must be shocking being on on the pill and, and, and discovering you're pregnant. I mean, it seems, I know they say there's like a 1% chance, but it seems like, you know, that couldn't happen. Oh yeah. I mean, and I had been on it for a few years too. So, so yeah, it was. I don't know. It was crazy. It was totally insane. (laughs) I was at college at the time and my boyfriend was visiting on the weekend. And so um, I'm no longer living at college. So So you're living with your mom and dad. I am living with my mom and dad. Are you attending classes? I'm not, actually. I decided to take the semester off. Um, Got a few uh, negative reactions from some people that were very close to me at school, two of whom I I I was living with at the time. And um, some of my very close friends didn't quite know how to handle my decision, um, our decision to go to term and keep the baby. So that's actually a question I had, if you don't mind sharing. Um, was it ever a question for you? Yeah, it, I, it was. Um, it was sort of a question of, are we as a couple ready for this? <laughs> um we actually, we made an appointment 
to go to the Planned Parenthood in, in York. Uh, and in Pennsylvania, the law is that you have to have two appointments if you decide to maybe terminate. And there has to be at least 24 hours between each of the appointments, I guess, to give you time to think about, is this the right thing to do? Which we went to the first of the two appointments where they sit you in a room and show you a video of, um, you know, sort of a kindly older woman sitting behind a desk describing the two different types of abortions, surgical or medical. And um, we made the, you know, we made the termination appointment, um, which you do at the end of the first one. And just over the next two days, I think, we're thinking, thinking, thinking constantly. And I guess the decision sort of made itself for us. Um, Why? What what kind of impact did that first appointment have on you? Um, it was it was interesting. Um, I've actually had an abortion in the past, so the room where they show you the video, which I had viewed once before about uh, the termination procedures and everything like that is actually in the same room as the recovery room that you sit in um, after you go through the procedure. And I was having like almost like PTSD moments. (laughs) Um, I in no way, shape or form uh, regret my decision to terminate the first time around. I was with a different boyfriend. It was over a year ago. It wasn't overly scary. It wasn't you know, terribly painful procedure. I had a surgical abortion the first time. It just, what the difference was for me was, was who I was with. Um, Tim, my current boyfriend is, is just extremely supportive in all ways, like always possible. He's actually creeping around downstairs right now as we have this conversation. But, um, Tim's parents actually had him at a very young age, <laughs> um, got pregnant when they were 19. Huh. Yeah. So, so he has very young parents, younger than mine, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's kind of rare for me to find that. So he, we knew he, we would get support from his parents and we, I knew my parents have always told me that they would support me and they knew about the first termination. So at that, you know, they've always said, if this happens again, just know that we're, you know, we're with you the entire way. Um, so it was like Tim and I kind of looked at each other and figured, gee, you know, we know that both of our parents will be supportive, surprised and, you know, a little bit alarmed, but, but supportive. And one of us has graduated from school. I know that I will finish my schooling. I love school. Um, it's something I want to do. (laughs) And, um, neither of us was particularly comfortable with the idea, I suppose, of a child of ours, um, sort of not existing (laughs) in this world, even if it was unplanned. And um, your dad, when he told me that he was becoming a grandparent, led me to believe that your relationship with him has changed pretty dramatically since you became pregnant. Yes, definitely. I could say the same for sure. (laughs) Um, Being in college is kind of a crazy experience, uh, in many ways. I, like I said before, I love school. I have this deep seated love of learning. My, I have was an art history major. College is also, however, full of distractions and, you know, drinking and the party scene and just a million things that aren't actual school. And I got rather caught up in that for 
a few years. And a little bit of that had to do actually last year with, with my pregnancy and subsequent termination. Um, I was like, gee, I'm, I'm, you know, I have such bigger problems than grades are going to class right now. Like I just, you know, I'm pregnant and then that was that for a few weeks. And then it was like, well, I just had an abortion. Oh my God. And, um, got kind of caught up and distracted by a lot of things at school. And a part of that, um, what did that mean? Like you, you were drinking a lot. I was, I was actually smoking a lot. Mm -hmm. I actually have never really drunk very much, but marijuana is very, very common on the particular campus that I went to. It's very, you can find it anywhere and everyone partakes on occasion. And for me and a few of my closest friends, it was more than on occasion, um, like every day. And that, you know, has all sorts of unfortunate side effects, which you think that you can handle once you do it a lot, like laziness and distractedness and... So, and you forget, like you forget things like to call your parents (laughs) every once in a while or to stay in touch with your little sister who's also at the same school that you are. Um, And then after my termination, it, I didn't start to to smoke more, um, but the reasons for which and times at which I decided to partake really changed. It was like, rather than doing my work and then celebrating the end of working by, you know, maybe smoking or having a drink. Um, it was like, oh, well, I can just do that beforehand and then do my work while I'm under the influence, which you don't produce your best work necessarily. <laughs> and then, um, you know, when I did find out that I that I was pregnant this time around and we made the decision to go to term, I mean, it was, first of all, it was kind of a relief, but also a little bit scary. It was a very mixed, you know, mixed, mixed feeling, but you know, I just went cold turkey, didn't drink, haven't had a drink since, you know, haven't smoked, just boom, right there, it all stopped. Uh, I feel a little bit like I'm coming back into my myself, like who I am, really, and who I've been on, on the inside all along. I feel like I'm waking up from like a two two year haze or dream or something like that. So, so, um, Tell me, what what do you think has surprised you most about this experience so far? Um, ooh, that's a really great question. What has surprised me most about being pregnant? I expected this, but I'm surprised the extent to which it has actually happened. Um, I'm, like, so madly in love with this child already. <laughs> um... I didn't allow myself to get to that place with my other pregnancy. So it's been really cool to actually engage with the thought of going to term and, you know, I don't drive over the speed limit and I always, always, always strap myself in when I get to into a car. And, um, not that I didn't before mom and dad. Um, but I'm always like, she's always in my mind. She's always sitting like creeping around in the back of my brain, like, Ellen, I'm here. (laughs) Um, Another really surprising thing has been being a very being a very young um mother to be. It's been really surprising to me how many other people out there are also young mothers or know very very young mothers. So people kind of have come out of the woodwork and been able to identify with my situation which was has been really surprising. I mean it's an inherent it's sort of an inherently isolating thing especially when you're in college 
and have to tell, you know, some of your closest friends that you're going to have a baby. And that's something that is not even in their mind or something that they had never even thought of wanting or desiring. And it, and it takes them completely aback. Um, you, you sort of alluded to that tension with your friends before. Can you um, talk about how that all went down? Sure. Um, I was, I was living with three people in an apartment, uh, one boy and two girls. So my two female roommates, maybe because they were more able to put themselves in my shoes, you know, having experienced a missed period before, or, you know, a close call. They, they were actually sort of less understanding. Um, and they were some of my closest friends. My one roommate is, uh, like she's very, very feminist and outspoken um, about about women's rights and you know the right to choose and and the existence of Planned Parenthood and stuff like that. So I kind of thought that I would she would support me in my decision, and she actually I don't know. She told me at one point that uh, she didn't. She wasn't exactly excited. And, um, how did she put it? That she felt, she felt burdened by this news. Um, and then my other roommate was an even closer friend of, of mine. And she, uh, you know, partook in a lot of the the same destructive, uh, partying type behaviors with me. She was, you know, my, my, like, we were like attached to the hip, every party, you know, whatever. Um, and she referred to this decision as like a 180 of my personality. Like, I don't even know who you are to make this kind of decision. Um, she like she felt abandoned by you. It sounds like definitely. I mean, one of the things that she said was like, Ellen, like we're not going to be able to have the senior year that we thought we were going to be able to have. Like, we're not going to be able to like party all the time and like have a, this great fun like last hurrah of a senior year. And, um, and had, we had all sorts, all sorts of crazy adventures together. And here was this adventure that I was going to be having that had nothing to do with her. Um, she made it very clear how she, she didn't know how she could, what she could do for me, like what she could do to help or how to be happy for me even. Um, so she got really drunk one night and told me that I had been nothing but an emotional and financial burden to her for our entire friendship. And, you know, she just couldn't handle the situation. And, um, and those were some of the very first reactions that I got to my pregnancy. So, um, I currently work, um, in, in retail at the limited, um, and uh, some of the girls that I work with, a lot of the girls that I work with actually are very young and have had kids and you know, their first reaction to me coming in and saying that I was pregnant was, Oh my God, congratulations. Because they know that motherhood is this like awesome, awesome thing no matter what. And so, so it was, that was really cool. I had not, I hadn't yet gotten a congratulations, just a straight, like un adulterated like unquestioned congratulations and that was a really cool experience and it's like being 
pregnant and deciding to become a mother is like being part of this like club. All women who have been through it, even if they haven't been through the exact same thing that I'm going through, know what it's like to be getting fatter yes. or crazy hormone swings or not being able to eat and feeling nauseous all the time. And then all of a sudden, like wanting to eat everything in sight and all the cheese curls. I've had crazy things for cheese curls. Um, really, really randomly. <laughs> and, um, it's like I said, it's being, it's like being part of this club. So I think like, so I'm going to totally 100% agree with motherhood being, um, amazing. Um, some of the time, <laughs> I'm going to just like, just be honest and say, like, I think the reason that there is this clubby feeling is because it is also really hard. And I, and I'm sure I'm not telling you anything new. Um, but so what I wonder is what are you expecting? What, uh, let's start with what are your expectations of the rest of your pregnancy? You're just about halfway through. So let's go pregnancy through childbirth. What, what are you expecting? I'm expecting, hmm, I'm expecting to get a lot fatter. <laughs> my, and whenever I say fatter, my mom is always like, it's not fat, it's pregnancy. You need to stop saying fat. But I feel like that sometimes. I like, I feel like I'm just getting fat, especially I'm at this weird point right now where I don't look pregnant, really. I've just, I just look like I've gained five or 10 pounds in just my stomach and waist. <laughs> and, um, in the rest of the pregnancy, uh, I get, I'm expecting mood, you know, mood swings. It's hard. I, I don't live with my boyfriend currently. Uh, we see each other when we can on the weekends, uh, cause we both work. So it's really easy when he's here because he is so excited and supportive, uh, to be just excited and looking forward to it and imagining what our life will be together. And then he leaves and I don't see him for five, seven, 14 days and then I kind of, you know, I can, I can swing depressive sometimes, not totally, but it just gets like more overwhelming. Like, gosh, how am I going to, am I really going to be able to do this? Um, I'm expecting that we will move in together. I'm hoping we are both working really hard. Um, he's working a few jobs right now trying to make as much money as possible for his girls as he now calls us as of today um and i'm working you know i've got 37 hours of work this week which is you know eight at retail you're on your feet the whole time so that's another expectation i expect to be very very tired um i expect her to be a very large baby <laughs> Once, you know, I do give birth, I was nine pounds, 13 ounces when I was born. And Tim was nine pounds, 11 ounces when he was born. <laughs> and what does that mean to you in terms of childbirth? Yeah, I'm a little scared. I'm like really scared <laughs> of giving birth. I try not, not that I try not to think about it. Um, I try to stay focused on what, what will, what I'll have uh, after childbirth. Um it's scary. It's a really, really scary thing. Like I am planning, I think on getting an epidural. I don't have a particular interest in natural birth. I think that modern medicine is a beautiful and wonderful thing and, um, anything to, to ease, ease it along a little bit might, might be nice. Um, 
And are you planning on taking any particular kind of um, childbirth classes? That's an interesting question. I have, I haven't, not, not yet. <laughs> no. Um, uh, I think it might be useful. I just haven't really, I haven't even really thought about it. What about early motherhood? Oh, um, that's an interesting one. I, I haven't, you know, I'm kind of taking things one step at a time and getting through the pregnancy first. So I try not to get too caught up, um, too, too caught up in, in uh, thinking about what the early motherhood aspect is going to be like. But uh, like I said, hopefully I'll be living with my boyfriends by then. So I don't expect to be alone in, in getting up during the nights or anything like that. He has insisted, you know, insisted in, in, and reassured me that it will not just be me getting up in the middle of the night uh, to feed the kid or put them back to sleep or bounce them or whatever. Um, I expect to be super in love with her. I think that she's going to be super beautiful and I'll just be so proud to have made this thing inside my body. It's crazy. And it'll be half me and half a person that I love very, very much. So um, I also expect her to immediately be her own person. <laughs> um, you can parent as, you know, as to your heart's content, but the fact remains that this is an individual with, um, you know, with individual feelings, even at its earliest days and weeks and months. So that's another exciting thing. I expect to be excited about finding out, you know, meeting her and, and finding out who she is. Ellen will be finding out who her baby is in roughly four months. We'll check in with her a little bit before that and after, um, and we'll continue talking to her every few weeks after the baby is born. And we'll be hearing more from her dad, Tom, as well. Thanks for listening to the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hillary Frank. Don't forget to send me those stories of things you've tried that worked and things that didn't work at the Things I Tried blog post at longestshortesttime.com. And as always, I'm looking for more stories of surprising struggles in early parenthood. If you want me to consider yours for the podcast, go to longestshortesttime.com and click contact. Contact.